and welcome. My name is Juggy Savage. I am back on the air once again, and this time, this time, I have a permanent studio. I am joined by one of my good colleagues mm -hmm. in the Tampa Bay region, mm -hmm. Mr. V. Yes. Of Liquor Talk. <laughs> you yes, know. ladies and gentlemen. Thank so, you, Juggy, for having me over, hey, y'all. This is BOJ Radio Studios right here. Um, and we want to dive right into the show tonight because we know a lot of y'all are trying to see Lord Lamar mm -hmm. Jackson uh, take on them Houston Titans a little bit later. So the Houston Titans, <laughs> the uh, Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Titans. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. So I was hearing a video the other day. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a show. Is it? Is it the talk? Yes, the talk. And one of the uh, co-host on there. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe her name is Lonnie Love. Uh, Lonnie she Love. made a statement more or less stating that she does not think that black men love black women enough. Uh, and and that black men don't know how to love. And I sat there and I thought about this, you know, as a black man. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm not a black woman, and I, I can't be a black woman, or I should say I don't want to become a black woman. Right. So with today's craziness going on. So I sat there and I thought about it. There definitely is a significant portion of our population where people definitely do not uh, know how to love the opposite sex within the realm of a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people are in hookup culture. Um, some people are trying to find themselves spiritually. Um, some people have absolutely no idea what they want at all. Um, now we have, you know, non-binary like Janelle Monet. Mm -hmm. um, we have people that are bisexual um, to each their own. I think that what happens is, and this happens a lot, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. My opinion on is this. When you are in the uh, sphere that Lonnie Love is in, you're a celebrity, you're a public figure, mm -hmm. you're on TV, uh, you're in a certain income bracket. Mm -hmm. um, if you're desiring to have a long-term relationship with a black man, it seems like it will be very difficult to find that because the only other people usually in your sphere are very successful, mm -hmm. perhaps uh, attorneys, doctors, maybe a very small percentage of black male business owners, um, other celebrities, mm -hmm. um, athletes. And some people will argue that Lonnie Love doesn't exhibit the ideal uh, characteristics physically that some black women should have. So here we are where as you all know, I think did she get engaged? I believe recently. Yeah, she I believe she got engaged, engaged recently mm -hmm. to uh, a Caucasian man. And hey, I, I want everybody to be able to find love at the end of the day. Everybody deserves to have somebody that will sacrifice themselves and do anything for you. Everybody deserves that. So what do you think? You heard the clip. Mm -hmm. You saw the clip. What do you think of that? Specifically. First, I think she's probably selling out for national TV because you got to think about it where the, the, the talk, the show that she's on is produced by Fox and Fox is known to be racist. And I'm thinking she's 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 definitely selling out black men just for a couple of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Right. And also tells me that you really don't look 
she really didn't have men to love because you saying, oh, a black man, black men don't love as well. But I'm like, didn't you have a black dad that grew up, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I was thinking. I was like, you know what? The part about her finding love, I agree with everybody needs to find love. It's just what irritates me is, is you got to drag black men into this because the ones that hurt you, you know what I'm saying? Because we've all been hurt by, personally, we've been hurt by black women, but we don't want to see a drug black women in mud, name in the mud. And also, and also what we don't see is we don't see other races or cultures drugging their own into the mud, saying they're not capable of this, not capable of that, you know? So I think what we have here is a disconnect. And we have this group of, say, people, um, black people, black women that are between the ages of maybe 35 and 50 mm-hmm. that were there before um, the millennials. They were there before mm-hmm. online dating, but they know how it works. Mm-hmm. So they have like that old school sense of how dating and relationships and courtship should go. Now they're stuck in limbo. Because now you're talking about, you know, I want somebody to love me the way I grew up seeing it on TV. Mm-hmm. The TV program at the time, you know, the Cosby Show. Um, yeah. There was a whole bunch of black program. You had Martin. We could go down a long list of programs yes, that yes, existed. You, and it's not that, that black programming doesn't exist now. It's just the nature of it isn't family-centric like it used to be it really 25, isn't. 30 years ago. For the most part. I mean, you have a, a blackish Mm-hmm. Um, I know the first season or so was really good, and is that the one with uh, Anthony Anderson? Yeah, that, that's it. That's yeah. exactly it. I know that that's a really good one. Um, some people said that when it was on TV, uh, Raven, that so Raven was a little bit more family centric. Mm-hmm. Some people could argue that, um, but again, it, it does appear that they're few and far between. I mean, now you, you got your power. You have yes, the Love yeah. and Hip Hop series. Love and Hip Hop. Um, got Insecure. I think there was a new one where there's like the side piece of Charlotte or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, I think there's programming out there. There's a lot of people creating their own content on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people putting things out on Facebook Live like we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, your take on the dating scene for black people? Uh, it it got harder, you know what I'm saying? Because you just... But it gets harder, but you just make sure it just makes you value that person when they come available. And it's like you get so many people. What I have noticed is there's so many people that they don't take time to heal. They don't take time to heal. They don't take time to to um, really get over what happened before they taking it out on somebody else. And it's basically about about people would rather value being a side person than than to be the main person when that's not the case. When it should be. You need to value being the main person. Mm-hmm. So, 2019 recap. We're now in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, the year of our Lord, as they say. Mm-hmm. What is different about 2020? Did 2019 go well to where we were able to make moves in 2020? Um, I would say, um, I think I speak for a lot of people, 2019 was a very rough year. But you know what? The one thing I learned is you got to keep standing. One thing I learned is resiliency because despite all the BS that happened in 2019, we made it to 2020. So how do you think your 2020 went, 2019 went? I think my 2019 went really well. Um, I progressed in my relationship that I have. Um, I had the opportunity to get a a very gainful employment. Um, I got a chance to spend a lot of great moments, uh, friends getting married, Mm -hmm. uh, reaching different milestones in their life. It was very encouraging, very insightful. 
and it really propelled me forward into 2020. You know, now I'm in a position where, you know, I'm looking to get my own family, you know, being engaged in everything. And now I'm looking at how can I help these young guys? How can I help these young cats at USF? You know, how can I help these young cats at HCC um, that are, they have no idea what they want to do. They're not disciplined. You know, we got to help these guys out because everybody says, who taught these guys? Everybody says, who raised you? Everybody says, you know, that's not how we do things in my family. Mm-hmm. Well, who's going to include them in their family so that we have a community to come home to? Exactly. That's something that we really need to look at. See, who's yeah. going to be willing? The teachers, you know, we have our public school system. We see where that's at. Yes. So where are we going to go as far as we need to light these guys up and show them the way, you know, as, as yeah, the Yeah, I definitely so, agree. It's going to take us men to come back and really be mentorships and come back and be um be a um, father figure to some because some men are some some men are being brought up in households where there were no well, it was just a single parent where it was the mom doing everything or maybe it was the dad doing everything. So I definitely agree we need to get back to like definitely helping them and showing them the way. Mm-hmm. And also congrats on getting engaged. Oh, I appreciate that man. I, mean, I know that everybody doesn't reach the everybody doesn't reach the plateau. So um it's definitely a great feeling I'm looking forward to a lot of good things building together. I think mm-hmm. that's the foundation, personally. Mm-hmm. I think the foundation of uh, building a community starts at home. Exactly. Um, exactly. Having discipline for your kids, time for them to read, um, you know, time for them to um, put down the gadgets, put down the tablet, put down the phone. Exactly. Exist in reality. I mean, and I'm not saying yeah. what's on digital doesn't mm, yeah. exist. But yeah. you got to put that stuff down and be able to develop soft skills, people-to-people relationships. You definitely have to, you know what I'm saying, because you can't learn how to interact with people playing Fortnite, you know what I'm saying, because those are online oh games, you know God. what I'm saying. And some people get so caught up in technology and social media, and it's like they always say that it's still true. They say if you want to hide something from a person of color, put it in the put book. In the book. Yeah. Yes, that, and I've, I've noticed that that fact is still true today when you have some people that be like, Oh, what's what's this story? I'm like, come on now, you gotta read the books. You know what I'm saying? I understand. So you were wanting to, we were having a conversation before the show. Yeah. Tell us about this lady treatment that you had. Wanted to talk about uh, to our listeners and to our watchers. Um, uh, lady treatment. What is? I guess that was the icebreaker. What is? Why why do some men fail in the treatment of ladies? Because that's where we get a lot of bit of women. I can and answer, it's like I can answer this question. Yeah. <laughs> So I will speak from my personal experience of what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I haven't seen every black man uh, it exists, every person exists on a dating scene. Mm-hmm. I've only been down here in the southwestern Florida area. But as far as the dating is concerned, when I was back when I was on the market. So let's take a look at it like this. Mm-hmm. For men, we had to have an incentive to do things. And there's no incentive for us in a lot of cases to treat women well. Why? Because we see that, you know, we go on Tinder, we go on Plenty of Fish, or Facebook mm-hmm. dating now. <laughs> Facebook um, I'm sure there's a kajillion other websites mm-hmm. uh, that we have a choice of, and we could swipe all night. Mm-hmm. You could swipe the whole city. Or you, you could either swipe all night, or you could see something like on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and slide that DM. So we feel like if we do you wrong, okay, I will go get somebody else. 
Here's the problem. If all the guys have that mentality, that there's always somebody else that's willing to go through this, why do we feel like we have to put people through things talking about men towards women? Why do men feel like we can treat women any kind of way, but then when we want to settle down, mm-hmm. we want to get in a relationship, we want to marry, we can make a decision to marry somebody. Mm-hmm. When we get to that level, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we want somebody who doesn't have mental issues. We want somebody who will have good domestic duties. We want someone who will be able to help us raise children. We want somebody who's career-minded. Mm-hmm. We want somebody who has all these things. But if everyone or a large portion of the dating pool has been dogged out by men, well, then who's going to be left for people who want to be in relationships? Because at the end of the day, people can say whatever they want. And I I can understand not wanting kids, but most people are going to want to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. before it's said and done. And I've heard stories of a lot of these guys in their 50s and 60s. -hmm. They're trying to settle down now. It's too late. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. It's and I've heard lots of, and I've also on the flip side I've heard pastors pastors get on women about that too. And I've heard Pat when pastors say a woman be like, "Oh, I'm fifty. I'm ready. What is my man?" And God and the pastor will say, "Oh, you you probably left your man in the friend zone years ago." It's like, and also I do definitely think it's just a revolving circle that where nobody wants to heal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make any sense to drag no person through hell just to see what's what what now they can they're capable of you know what I'm saying because right. that will because if you're doing that they'll go they can easily just go find somebody else that's not gonna drag them through hell but too many people I will say nothing what's bad about this dating scene dating scene is too many people like to hold on to exes and stuff they don't know how to let go. So here's the problem with it if you're not taught from a young age I think of the NDRE NDRE mm-hmm. song talk to her yeah if you don't have that instilled in you and the fact that some guys treat their moms like crap because of what their moms put them through so they don't have in their mind how to treat women if you grow up looking at social media memes mm-hmm. if you grow up looking at rap videos or music videos if you grow up watching mm-hmm. a lot of the television programming it's not family-centric it really isn't for example a lot of people like power right that's not exactly the way that you want to run a typical household. That is so not. It may be entertaining person. That is murder. so It makes out. for great programming to keep yeah. you glued to your screen so you can watch the television. Figure out what's going to happen next. Ratings, it's awesome. I'm not saying that. And shout outs to those actors and actresses on yeah, the show. Yeah, shout out to the actors and stuff. I mean, I can't lie. That's that episode, that last episode made me call my mom, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but So here's the thing. I'm Juggy. Mm-hmm. If I have a son, me and my lady, we get into it. We split up. Now he sees from an early age that it's okay to detach yourself when something goes wrong. When every time there's yellow flag, you just leave. Yeah. Kids see that and experience that on a spiritual level. Exactly. So now, if you have this happening all over the country, you got people and under the auspices of capitalism. Mm-hmm. You got people all over the country working 16, 17 hours a day mm-hmm. to make ends meet, much less if they have kids. So now what you're talking about is your kids are raising themselves. Your kids are going home mm-hmm. from school by themselves. They're learning things from their peers in school that may or may not be the best thing by themselves. So now let's take a look at the fact that if you have millions of these kids all over the country, 
And you have men that are taught not to express their emotions. You have men that are taught not to how to uh, de-stress their lives and their situations. You have all that testosterone, testosterone built up. Now you're in a situation where you have very toxic individuals who don't know how to communicate mm-hmm. with women. And so it leads to this big gulf of communication. We all know the ad is that ladies tend to develop earlier, a little bit quicker than a lot of men. Mm-hmm. They develop quicker on that between the ages of nine and 14. Girls mature a little bit faster. That's right. just how it's designed because of the way the women's bodies change. In actuality, it's changing so that at some point they'll be able to carry a life inside just from a biological level. So they have to be treated a certain way. They have all these life energies inside of them. You have to have somebody that is patient, somebody that is kind, somebody that listens to them, somebody that cares about their emotional well-being. Most guys don't do that. Most guys are out for what I want, Mm -hmm. what I can get, what I want, what I need. Exactly. And what you find out is when you get in a relationship, you have to be sacrificial. You have to put that other person before yourself. You have to learn how to control the things that you say. And if you're used to not doing that, then it's not going to work. I definitely agree. You, you, definitely, too many, yeah, you definitely need to make some sacrifices on both ends. You got to come together. Y'all got to talk these things out. You got to communicate, which is where we discuss those things in the podcast as well. And also, we also discuss fighting for relationships because not enough people, they so quick to give up on relationships as soon as you see one yellow flag, it's bounced. No, but that's some things you can fight for and work out because in our generation, I, I'm seeing, I was about to see parents. I best see aunts and uncles that were married for years that they stayed together and fought, actually fought for their relationships and stuff. So. I think it's it's a major key. I've seen mm-hmm. near and far black women successful, mm-hmm. um, well-to-do. Um, they got change in their pocket or a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They got PhDs, masters, and yes. they're looking around looking for mates. Now, part of this is outside of our control. Yeah, part of is. this is the mass incarceration system. Mm-hmm. Um, part of this is, uh, you know, you know, a police situation. Mm-hmm. It is a major issue. We can't ignore that. We can't deny that. Yeah. However, it's not an excuse. It's, yeah. I'm thinking about people in my family, what they went through. Some of them didn't have father figures. Mm-hmm. They still grew up. And when they had a family, they made sure that their kids did not have the experience mm. that they had when they were coming up. Right. No matter what they were going through. And that's that should be the goal for all parents, you know what I'm saying? Make it better for your kids to where, you know what I'm saying, so that way they don't have to go through what you went through as a parent, you know what I'm saying? Because I kind of went through that as well. It's like a single parent, it's like, I would, I'm, I'm not saying I wish I had my dad around, but my mom did do a good job putting other men in my life, but I will say, like, once I do have a family home, I'm going to definitely be there. You know what I'm saying? We're going to fight for our relationships instead of just letting them go over every little thing instead of, instead of trying to value being a side person. You know what I'm saying? This so culture. One thing for sure, if you take the time and focus on yourself, mm-hmm. focus on what are my major weaknesses? What do I need to improve myself on? Not enough people do that. And you work on that, the right person will come along. Yeah. The right person will come along. Yes, I definitely agree with that. You definitely got to take, you just got to get selfish, you know what I'm saying? And you just got to cut out the 
cut out the looking for people or swiping people and just focus on self, focus on your issues and um and you gotta do right by what's you because sometimes at the end of the day you're the captain of your own life, you know what I'm saying? You can't sit up here and make excuses about why this didn't happen. No, at a certain point in time, you gotta learn the shit, the things you didn't learn, your parents taught you, you know what I'm saying? Right. So ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we are on Jim Bean Peach, you know what I'm saying? Jim, was right this it does it does hit right on this look at all BOJ Radio Super Show. So what are your um all other plans for BOJ Radio this year, man? So one of the biggest things I want to do for BOJ Radio, as you can see mm-hmm. above me, um, you see the Black Panther mask, um, you see some black owned comic books up there. I have much, 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 much more to come. Um, I'm going to upgrade uh, my webcam here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get this BLJ radio studio together. Um, one of the things I really want to do is focus on history. Mm-hmm. I think that we do not know uh, who we really are. And as a matter of fact, since you mentioned that, mm-hmm. I got something I want to show our listeners right yeah. behind us. Uh-huh. So one thing I really want to focus on is this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Within the forward of this book, mm-hmm. this book right here, mm-hmm. within the forward of this book, I've learned more about black scholars. Do you know between the years of 1850 and 1930, mm-hmm. think about that time frame in America yeah. for black people. Mm-hmm. There were hundreds of black scholars who raised money for themselves by boat because they weren't allowed to fly when the flight when those planes came out. They raised money by boat in order to go across seas and do anthropological studies mm-hmm. about the history of black races in other countries. And if you see the title of this book, Africa Saw Over Asia, The mm-hmm. Black Presence in the East by Renoko Rashidi, mm-hmm. who has spent his life studying uh, black races, black ethnic mm-hmm. groups, in Asian countries. Exactly. There's a lot of anthropologists, a lot of historians who think that people who originated in Asia were black. And I've never heard about this before before I got this book. Listen, I will I definitely agree with you. There's a lot of things because I'll say going, it's crazy out here. Going to HBCU definitely like helped me learn about my really helped me learn about the roots and stuff. And also it also helped me understand why us black people go through so much hell we go through now in America because we used to have a long time time. We used to run this thing, you know what I'm saying? And we've also shown signs that we don't need the other races of people. Don't get me wrong. I'm not racist or anything. I got love for all other races of people. But sometimes we've shown that we don't need those other races. We can do this thing by ourselves. There was one point in time in history where the black dollar was more powerful than all the other all the other dollars out there. That's why the bombings in Black Wall in Tulsa, Oklahoma happened. So one thing I definitely want to share is this. If we can see what we are able to do mm-hmm. in the worst of circumstances, even now, the shift of work in America is moving from a labor-intensive platform mm-hmm. to a digital platform. Yes. Even inside of that, where people, companies are doing mass layoffs, going out of business, mm-hmm. even inside of that, the culture behind video games, mm-hmm. award shows, TV shows, sports, entertainment mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for us for black people this is an opportunity mm-hmm. for us to take complete ownership of our culture 
It really is because you can put a copyright and a patent on something that you came up with. And if you put a copyright on it, they have to pay you to use that somewhere else mm -hmm. instead of taking it and using it to make millions of dollars off of it. We have to get smarter. And I think one of the ways we can do that is learning about ourselves. I do not think that most black people really know who we really are. And I think if we knew from a factual standpoint mm -hmm. what we're capable of doing, what we have done and what we're still doing, mm -hmm. it will inspire all of us to be in a better place. Yes, and I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm excited about this year because before the end of 2020, mm -hmm. people are going to be able to come to BOJ Radio as a source. PBS is going to come to me like, hey, I heard you talk about the show. Is this factual or is this just something that you came up with because you're a YouTuber slash social media uh, conjecture? No, I got facts, sources, and citations and sources. behind everything that I'm saying. I want to lead the way. Mm -hmm. You know, we got Liquor Talk. Yes. It's a great program. Yes. We got the Tasha K's out here. Uh-huh. You go, you got the E for Entertainment. Mm -hmm. You know, we got the television shows. We got entertainment mm -hmm. to last the next 3,000 years. Exactly. But you know, we don't have enough of V is we don't have enough knowledge. Exactly. And also, we need to work on our financial literacy as well because we need to change this whole narrative of seeing people. You see people with the jewelry and stuff, but no. Yeah, yeah, it might look fashion, but you're better off buying buying somebody like taking that money you waste on jewelry and start a company and also making your money make you some money, you know what I'm saying? Because that's how a lot of our people go broke because they buy too busy buying materialistic things. So I will say that is one thing I did uh, some work on is working on being more financial literacy because I know our history is great, but also we need to learn our lit literacy as well about being, um, you know, being financial literacy. Um, Speak. Speaking of being knowledgeable, yeah. Speaking of being knowledgeable, uh huh. You still, I heard, yeah. Somebody told me that you're still on the market. So, what <laughs> knowledge can you share with the group? Yeah. You know, I know you probably got a black book, a long list of uh -huh. ladies that are filling out applications. <laughs> but what knowledge can you share with the with the people as far as the new dating trends? I don't know. I, I'm off the market. I'm just man. Look, thing so. You one tell thing, me. One thing I've noticed is, I hate to say this, but it seems like less is more. And another thing is, you just got to be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, what I've also seen is so many people, they're not, if you're not hung up off your exes, then you might as well not be on the dating scene. Because if your ex could call you at the snap of a dime and you're right there, then you don't need to be on the dating scene. Because, because you still have an attachment with uh, them. You still got the attachment with them. And also, I've noticed is people like to play games and they just, like to waste your time, and I'm saying, if you want to do that, then you might as well not not even do it. So I find myself respecting people that just tell me straight up what's going on, you know what I'm saying, rather than, you know. So what's this term I hear called fleabagging? You, do you know what that is? Ah, fleabagging. I never heard that term. So I heard about this thing called fleabagging where people present this side of themselves, mm -hmm. right? And you get them like, oh, I like this. You know, I like, I like the way I like the way that we get along. I like the way that we have conversations. But mm -hmm. underneath all that, they got a whole bunch of issues that they're hiding. Oh. So it's called flea bagging. I don't know. I was, I was yeah. hoping you could tell me about. Do you have any? Yeah. No, I've heard about that. I've heard. I've, I've said the only thing I can say about that is people just need to show themselves. Then that, that then I guess it's true that sometimes people will put on a front to get what they want, but then once they got you. They turn to this completely different person. No, that that's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? You need to be yourself. 
um excuse me from now from the from day one until to now until the day you um get them you know what i'm saying because you can't change because people get bored quick you know what i'm saying and you gotta because i've heard i've talked to other women they've complained about oh he got me but he stopped doing everything he did to get me you know what too many people they get comfortable you know what i'm saying you can't get comfortable nowadays not with this competition out here you know what i'm saying not with so many people that's probably going to your jobs um, looking at your woman like, hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm oh just my saying. gosh, man! So there's something about black women. They everything. And even just, you know, I see my fiance just walking across the room. <laughs> She could just be going to get a pen or something. Mm -hmm. It's something about the walk, something about the way that she carries herself. Mm -hmm. What is, in your opinion, some of the the sexiest things that a woman can do for a man? Sometimes the sexiest things is just being there to pick you up when you seem like you're down. You know what I'm saying? You getting up, you just you're stressed out about some BS that happened at work or or your project's not really taking off or something. It's just something or some BS with your family drama. And her just being right there, hey, telling you, babe, I got you. Hey, don't even worry about it. Her saying something encouraging to pick you up, you know what I'm saying, to enlighten you, you know what I'm saying, instead of tearing you down, like I'm saying. Or if she tears you down, she can come back to you and build you right back up. So speaking of sexy things mm -hmm. that women can do for you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we do sexy things without realizing it, it leads to situationships. Yeah. You don't know exactly where you sit at. How do you handle this whole situationship thing where you don't know your relationship? Are you dating? Are you in an open relationship? Mm. What are you doing? Like how did how, what 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 can we do with, with eliminating the situationship where people know exactly where they stand, you think? The one way thing I would definitely say the key to eliminating situationships is you gotta communicate. You gotta be like, hey, this is what you want. It's what you feel like, but and if and also you need to and also people need to quit being selfish because they will be like they'll have it where they 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 don't necessarily want this person, but they don't want this person out to be out of the open market thing busted. So and also and then you also get people that live together, you know what I'm saying? But they're not together, but they're just um you know they're just shacking up, I guess. They're not really dating anybody, so that's what we consider situation. I would say you need to communicate and draw the boundaries about what's going on, what's really going on mm -hmm. in the, your relationship. That's why I definitely think about the situationships. So you think people should just be open and honest about what their real intentions are? Yeah. But the, the question then becomes, why aren't people being open and upfront about what they want in a relationship? Because I feel like people are, are scared to be open and honest, and they're just using that front to get what they want, you know what I'm saying? Because they feel like maybe if they show their true colors and ask what they want, it might scare that person away. But in actuality, if that scares that person away, then that shows that person that you may want, they're not who you need, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you gotta go for what you need instead of what you want, you she know what I'm saying? You could be so fine. Yes. But everything that glitters. Yes. So, one thing I wanted to ask you about. Mm -hmm. You've been doing liquor talk for a minute. Uh huh. You invited me on. You found other people on. Yeah. Episode. Is, by the way, episode thirty six was the episode. Me. Episodes thirty six, thirty seven. Jugger was on y'all. Y'all look for those episodes. Those are some bomb episodes. It's hilarious. Uh huh. Yeah. What is 
what is Liquor Talk looking forward to in 2020? That radio program, that yeah. podcast is growing by leaps and bounds. Yes, thank uh, you, man. The one thing I'm looking forward to that is more collaborations, networking with people. And like I said, like this week, I've already talked to people in different cities that they need to be down to do shows. Like even though we're going to do it like via long distance episodes, they'll, they, they'll be down to do it. And that's just that's one thing I'm looking forward to is just networking and collaborating with different people because that's how you definitely get the word out. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, you can put up great content, but you got to get out here and network and meet people and and me, because you never know, you'll learn something along the way. So that's the one thing I'm definitely looking forward to. I'm also, I'm also happy. So I'm also looking forward to this guys only edition that we've agreed to doing. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes even you need to do a show where it's just two men talking about men issues and being that forum for where men can come talk to and let's talk about these issues we deal with. Understood. So one thing that I definitely wanted to uh, speak to you about is a lot of times we we hear. Advice for the guys. Yeah. But what the ladies want from the guys to, you know, see women on social media. Mm-hmm. Why do guys do this? Mm-hmm. Why don't guys bring flowers? Why don't guys be romantic? Why don't guys know how to speak to women? Why do guys send dick pics? Why do guys do all these different things? Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first person to tell all the lovely ladies that's uh, watching this program, mm-hmm. I'll be the first person to tell you uh, we need to work on those things. Uh, we're um, extremely okay. selfish. Um, the testosterone is out of control because without discipline, you're mm-hmm. liable to do anything. But mm-hmm. what is some advice for the ladies that you would give to their end of the bargain that you think would be important to this whole relationship there? I think ladies just simply just need to be themselves and be straight up about what they want. If you don't have this, the reason why men get tired of buying flowers and going all out for, for women is because sometimes that one might end up seeing them as a friend, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, if we're going on a date and I bring you some flowers, I'll make you feel special it's because I like you, you know what I'm saying? Don't be trying to just demean that, you know what I'm saying? Just make it seem like it's less valuable because cause the other man, like, <clears throat> like the sorry dudes that y'all be talking about, who some of y'all will go after, they ain't doing that, you know what I'm saying? So I, that's, one, that's one reason I will say a lot of men don't be buying flowers because, well, it just don't don't seem like they appreciate it enough. It seems like a lot of guys are comfortable with taking women to a very cheap place to eat. Applebee's, I'm taking them to McDonald's, I'm going to take us from you on the first Damn, day. McDonald's? I've seen it a lot on social media. <laughs> Besides guys is being cheap and in some cases broke, what is the real meaning behind this? Does this mean that we don't really value women the way that we should? Or is there something else behind this that you think the reason why guys do stuff like that? I think the reason guys probably do stuff like that is because they don't want to get played. They don't want to be like, oh, she just played me for, for, for a free meal. That's probably what it is because cause it's like if you don't want to get played for, for a free meal, then just simply tell us straight up, look, we're going to split this bill, you know what I'm saying? Because I was watching another YouTuber, Coach Greg Alves. He even said it. He mentioned one of his videos. He said, man, why are you paying for dates? Y'all should be splitting dates. But if you feel that way about a woman, then – why don't you why take are you even, Yeah, why are you why even, are you even there? Why are you even there if you feel that way if, if you think she's just worth McDonald's meal? That's just a waste of time. On the flip side, there's also a whole bunch of mm-hmm. ladies, and I saw this trend on Twitter one day, and it disturbed the heck out of me, mm-hmm. where this is going back when I, you know, a few years ago. Women go out with guys. Mm-hmm. They know they don't like them already. They know that it's not going anywhere. They're just there for a free meal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be a reason why some guys decide to do the things that they do. 
Honestly, and I and I understand that because I went through a lot of that when I was in college. I dealt with a lot of women that just wanted to just free meals. So that's why I wouldn't necessarily I would say let's just meet up at Starbucks for some coffee and call it a day, you know what I'm saying? Something simple like that, you know what I'm saying? Or meet up at the smoothies place for a smoothie, something like that. Some some simple or just me at the bar and let's shoot some pool. That does so many different cheap ideas. You don't have to take them out to eat the first time around. If they're hell-bent on going out to eat, then you just tell them straight up, like, look, we're going to split this check, you know what I'm saying? Understood. So what is the biggest thing that you want to do within Liquor Talk this year? Well, I said the biggest thing I want to do within Liquor Talk this year is I want to – I would like to do it live in front of people at a venue, you know what I'm saying? Once – once I work on some other things, I would like to do it live in front of people. And also, I would like to just mingle with other people, you know, other podcasters, other videographers, other people out there, because this is a big world and everybody's out here trying to make it, you know what I'm saying? So that's one thing I've worked on. And also, I have worked on getting a YouTube channel where now we put in some episodes on YouTube as well. So I'm just looking to build, you know what I'm saying? Just looking to build and build that up to where maybe a radio station calls me and gets me out of whatever job I'm at now and be like, hey, you have a great voice and you seem like a great leader. Why don't you come and work with us? So that's some of the big things I want to do for Look at Talk. And I said, I want to keep working with you alongside as well. Because, hey, you know what I'm we got to keep going with that. This is what I hear. So mm-hmm. one thing I wanted to ask you that I didn't tell you about because I wanted to get your pre-ordered operated yeah. opinion on this. What do you think of the dating scene in the Tampa Bay area? <laughs> See, I ain't telling about I that one. I want to give them a real answer. I want to give them a real answer. I want you to give the people a real answer to that because you know, it's very I mean, important. A lot of single people. It's, Florida's like number one now on the list. People moving down. Past yes, Texas yeah. is now number one on the and list. And I, I know that's a fact because I'll be seeing. Everybody ain't going to be married that come down here. I'll be seeing a lot of people from different states that be coming down here to Florida. Sometimes I'm like, why y'all even come to Florida? But now I have to think it's like, hey, maybe they need something different from another state. But the one thing I would say about the dating scene in Tampa is just people don't get out enough. People just don't really get out enough. People don't connect enough. People are more comfortable staying by the, behind the computer and typing rather than meeting in person. Come on, I saw that firsthand. Black singles group, you know what I'm saying? The Florida Black Singles Group, which Juggies um, um SSG. Yeah, shout, shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all, you know what I'm saying? You know, so we gotta do better in 2020. You know, I mean, yes, I'm calling y'all out because hey, we gotta do better in 2020. Oh. <laughs> so I think that what we gotta do is mm-hmm. we got all these people moving to Florida. Yeah. New York, mm-hmm. Texas, Midwest, Cali, mm-hmm. on and on and on. They don't know nothing about Florida. Yeah. They don't know how we live down here. We don't know how we do things. And they'll swear. I have one of them at my employment. Mm-hmm. She's from Detroit. She swears nothing to do down here. Now, I literally gave, I literally in five minutes at work during my break, mm-hmm. I took out five minutes out of my break, right? Mm-hmm. Just to give, I gave her a list of events to go to that I know would be fun. And I know you would meet interesting people. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not leaving my house. Oh, there it is. 2020 people, y'all need to get outside your comfort zone. If you, you got to, in order to find what you want, you got to get outside that comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're not going to leave the house, we don't have trains here. Unfortunately, we don't have public transportation. So get a car, get an Uber, get a Lyft, mm-hmm. 
you have to come to these events. If you guys need suggestions on places to go, let me know. This whole thing where, and it happens yeah. in, in my group that you were just talking about. Yeah. People are in this shell and they want people to just find them while they're at their house exactly. watching Netflix. It and doesn't that, work like that. And man. honestly, and that's why I kind of, if you notice, I kind of went quiet in that group because it's like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I didn't mean to, but I'm just going to be honest because I'm just like. See how my man do me on the group. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I'm just like, it wasn't, it wasn't your fault. It's the people I'm just like. I wanted to give a platform where black people would be able to exactly. exist with each other because mm-hmm. now I want to say this. Um a black centric person always have been, always will be. Mm-hmm. People that get in interracial relationships, I don't have a problem with that. I hope you're happy. I hope people find love. However, I do think it is important for black people to find love together because it just seems like in the media, yes, it seems like it's the opposite. For example, I don't watch power. Mm-hmm. But my girl does, or excuse me, my fiance does. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that one of the black, I guess, protagonists in the show, I think his name is uh, Ghost. Yeah, Ghost. He had, has had a black wife. She's very attractive. Mm-hmm. But seems to have flings with other women throughout the show. He does. And even has, I guess, dreams or. Visions of yeah, because one, one, and it's like, bro, one, so it's like, it's like that don't make a lot of sense to me because I sit down and watch. I'm like, really, ghost? You still think about this one? This woman didn't die, and you still think about her. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and people said this. A lot of problems with power is if he hadn't messed around with that Spanish chick, they wouldn't have that problem. My only problem with interracial is you see it on the media all the time. It's being publicized, being subliminally messaged all the time, but I need my strong black people because black women and black men need to be together because there's no way, because the angry black woman, the only person that can really calm down is, that, is a straight up black man, you know what I'm saying? And also, when y'all have black kids, y'all, y'all, because I've heard mixed couples talk about, I don't know what to do about this black hair. I'm like, that's why y'all need to stop dating interracially. You know what I'm saying? Or you need to know what you're getting into before. Exactly. And nothing I will say, if you're going to find love, I, I agree everybody needs to find love and all, but quit dragging black men or black women through the mud. Like, for example, Jesus with that Asian chick, but I haven't heard one bad thing he just said about, about black women, you know what I'm saying? Because now it kind of made sense of why Lonely Love said what she said about black men. It was okay with saying what she said about black men because she, she married a crap, a white dude, you know what I'm saying? You got to chill out, man. So, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more outspoken. I'm sorry. So my thing is this, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's entitled to love whoever they want because I'll be, I'll be damned if, if somebody dictates who I, who I be with. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're with somebody of a different ethnicity, mm-hmm. but you're complaining about your own group of people, I wonder if she did not get, like I said earlier, I wonder if they did not get that attention, did they not get um, the proper attention? For example, I use the perfect example, mm-hmm. right? I use the perfect example of this. Yeah. So remember when Serena Williams, right? Mm-hmm. For years, mm-hmm. you know, she's possibly the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah. Right? For years, she dated black men. You know, I remember Drake, I remember Common. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole bunch of list of them, right? And people would talk really bad. They call her a man. They call her an ape. 
um, the, the tennis world, which is notoriously extremely pale, um, they love to, yeah, exactly. to make fun of her. Mm -hmm. So when she married Alex Ohanian, who's the founder of Reddit and mm -hmm. some other digital ventures, it, it felt like people, black people lost their minds. So in defense of black women, it does appear that there's times where in your experience, as far as what you felt from black men in your personal lives, it's like, well, they treated me so crappy that, hey, I want to go explore the wars because guess what? We know black guys do. We know that there's guys. I've known black guys that, oh, I only talk to Asian women, bro. I only have to Asian girl, but I'm going, I'm, I'm going to the Philippines next month. I've known, I've known some guys like that too. Right. Or they'll say like, oh, you know, I like Puerto Rican women. Or like Colombian women. Hey, that's fine and dandy. However, mm -hmm. one thing, one reason why we have the hashtag angry black woman, which is BS, by the way, in my personal opinion. It is. I definitely agree with Sean that. You can like whoever you want. Just don't drag the other race. Just don't drag. Yeah. You don't have to drag black women for it. Exactly. Because that's like that's like saying that about your mama. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you want somebody calling your mama an angry black woman or your sis, sister or cousins who came up behind you that look up to you who are black women, who are rising black women. You want them thinking that? No. So the thing about it is to me is this. If you take yourself and you put yourself in an equation whether you rather be with a black woman or somebody you're going to be happy with for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. the choice that you should be making is whoever that person is that makes you happy for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So that I all respect on that. But the problem is we preach this angry black woman and it gets played out over and over and over yes, and over does. again in the media. Here's the problem. Black women have every right to be angry. Number one, mm -hmm. They're women and they're black. Secondly, the next issue to this is this. Yeah. They also have to deal with a much shortened pool of elder black men. A lot of them are uh, impoverished. A lot of them don't have education. And a lot of them are in the prison system. Now, I will say some of the ones that are educated, they do kind of look down on why I don't know you know what I'm saying oh he's too nice or he's too this you know what I'm saying or they don't think he's rough enough I don't, I don't know I guess you want ghosts <laughs> I guess that's what some of y'all want maybe, maybe tell me you know I, I don't or maybe Dre who oh god yeah. uh, I, the way I seen Dre getting dragged on uh, social media is just <laughs> yeah it was it was just bad by the way just for the record mm -hmm. for BOJ the internet is undefeated but um you know these we have to take a look at our dating scene. We have to look inside first. Mm -hmm. Before we point the finger at anybody else, we have to take personal responsibility. Yes, not just with the dating scene, with your business relationships, your friendships. You gotta look back on like, did I do everything right? Or you gotta check yourself before you um, go off on anybody else. Cause I was at a seminar and the CEO said, sometimes you need to fire yourself, you need to, Fire yourself if you ain't doing what's right, or you gotta take ownership of why this business is sinking, or you, and sometimes you gotta take ownership of why your daily life just stinks. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you gotta look in the mirror. You gotta say, "I fired myself," but starting forward, I'm gonna cut a new leaf. You know, so you gotta hold yourself accountable before you start checking out other people. You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody is perfect. Because I'm pretty sure there's some areas you messed up on. There's some areas 
I said, I know for a fact there's some errors I messed up on, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say, like, oh, I'm the perfect black man. I'm human, you know what I'm saying? I make my mistakes, you know? And you got to own those mistakes, and you got to work on those mistakes, too. One last segment I want to do before I let everybody go, because I know the attention span is pretty short. Mm-hmm. One last thing I wanted to do here yeah. is very quickly, I want to do, I got another book for y'all. Mm-hmm. I told you BOJ is about knowledge and sources, so let me get one the source. Hang on. Yeah, yeah. I got one more for them. Yeah, while he's getting out of the source, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and subscribe to our shows, you know what I'm saying, BOJ Radio, and also check out Look at Talk as well, you know what I'm saying, go and subscribe to both shows, you know. Check this out. Uh-huh. This is called Financial Peace Revisited by Dave Ramsey. I grew up on it. One thing black people got to start doing, mm-hmm. black men, Yes. the average median household, according to the federal government in 2015, was 47000 Mm-hmm. It's not good enough. No. It's not good enough. It ain't good enough for Florida. Uh-uh. We'll give you the basics real quick. Cut down the consumer debt. Cut down eating out. Start working out. Start reading. Mm-hmm. In those orders. Consumer debt. Cut down going out to eat. Mm-hmm. Start reading. Simple. You start doing those. And then once you get all those down pat and the discipline down pat within a year or two, and then you start adding working out into the mix, unstoppable. Yes, yes. Unstoppable. Vic, any last words that you got for Liquor Talk Man on the show today? Um, listen, uh, I hope y'all enjoyed this episode, and I hope y'all enjoyed the previous episode, which we discussed friendships and stuff. Um, give a shout out to Chantel, you know what I'm saying? I know she's um, also looking out, you know what I'm saying? And also... Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and subscribe because we got a big week coming up. This is just the beginning, you know what I'm saying? I got other podcasters in other cities that want to do shows, even one here in St. Pete that want to do shows as well. By the way, look out for us because look at talking BOJ Rail. We definitely going to bring this to y'all um, as often as we can, you know what I'm saying? Because it's more important for us guys to come together and be voices for y'all to elaborate on different things, issues in the black community as well. So Excellent. For BOJ, look out next week. Next week on BOJ, stay tuned for the official announcement of when it's coming out. We're talking about Queen Nzinga the Unconquerable. Mm-hmm. If you do not know that name, look it up so you can get familiar for the show again. Queen Nzinga the Unconquerable. Nobody could touch her. You want to know more? Stay tuned for the next episode of BOJ Radio. For myself, Jackie Savage, mm-hmm. my boy V from Liquor Talk, thank you all so much for tuning in. You have a good night. Ravens flock. <laughs> <laughs>